Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. This episode is hosted by Pete LaFontaine. After starting in business administration at college, Pete came to Alberta as a fur trader with Hudson Bay Company in 1977. He took an interest in early microcomputers, went to U of A Computer Programming, then joined Apple Computers where he was awarded Salesperson of the World. Pete has worked with other industry leaders like Microsoft, but has enjoyed much of his career as an entrepreneur and focused on bringing new products and services to market. Pete is an investor, entrepreneur, founder, CEO of Zymeta Media Systems and a longtime enterprise technology expert. He is an active member of Rainforest Alberta, Data for Good, ECL Choppers for Charity, and is chairman of Rainforest Energy Corp. Pete is practical and down-to-earth and a firm believer that the journey is the reward. And now I'll hand the mic over to Pete as he interviews Karen Judge. Take it away, Pete. Hi, everybody. Pete LaFontaine here, community builder, champion of the rainforest and chairman of Rainforest Energy. Really happy to be doing a, a friendly interview with my good friend, Karen Judge. Karen Judge is the author of Drive Your Happiness, founder of Dose of Happiness, and she's a mind wellness educator. This is a great relationship that you and I have established over a pretty short time here, Karen, but uh, after having a couple glasses of wine with you and understanding what you're all about, it's just been absolutely uh, a delight, I have to say. So uh, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So um, I'm going to go through a series of questions with you here and uh, talk about um, the mind, body, wellness. and uh, But what I want to start with is just why is it that you're so uniquely qualified to really talk about this subject and help people? What, what makes it that you've actually got the depth and understanding of what you're doing here? Wow, that is a big question that I could talk about for hours. So I'm going to try to bring it down to the simplest, quickest answer that I can give you. I, uh, I'm very passionate about this space. So, so when we say uh, mental health happiness space, I live in the proactive mental health space. I have a big personal story in that uh, I'm 54 years old and I have never lived a day in my life without an immediate family member struggling with mental illness. And the biggest one being my mother. I grew up with a mother who uh, went in and out of depressed episodes and it compounded to her uh, actually going catatonic. And unfortunately, our family did not receive any answers uh, for her for treatment or solutions. And we were left to care for her for ourselves. She basically laid in bed in our family home for 20 years. And just imagine that, like that's it's just it's 20 crazy, yeah. years. And, you know, I go back there. It, it's it's it was a while ago. I, I lost my mom about 10 years ago. And it's still even hard for me to really process that, that I went through that in life. We found our new normal and we went through it, but it was never okay. And I've just always had this desire to create change in the space. It happened probably, well, nine years ago, I ended up having my own personal crisis and I lost my mother, my father, my sister within months of each other. And, and mental health challenges usually show up when we're in crisis. That's when we really realize the health of our mind. Yeah. And, and we wait for that, which is so sad that we wait for that. And when that crisis shows up, that's when we really realize how healthy we are. 
And it was that time when I, I mean, I, I was fortunate that I, I did have skills because I had a lot of awareness, but I also recognized the signs that I could be walking a fine line. So it was a time where I had to go out and seek answers to stay well. I was, I was really determined and passionate that I wanted to stay well. I never wanted to end up like my mother. And so that's when I decided to start studying positive psychology, neuroscience, mind-body connection, self-development. I took many mental health trainings and my life story. And I just, I wanted to find answers. And I believe I found them and I've been able to stay well myself. And now I feel a responsibility and an obligation to be teaching this to others. So I'm very much about proactive, about learning the skills and building the tools so that you never ever have to face a mental health challenge. I don't want any family or any person to ever suffer like our family did and like my mother did. I think for the longest time, and I think it's just coming to surface now that people suffer in silence for the most part and don't know what to do and how to do it. So, you know, I'm so happy now to see the world starting to make that shift to the proactive mental health care model where people are now aware that they need to be mindful about how they tend to their mind and their body and how that all fits together. So. Well, I sure, I sure hope so. I know here at the Collaborative, we're here to spark a movement and hopefully a revolution around uh, the fact that don't wait, be proactive. This is for everybody. If mm-hmm. you have a mind, you should be learning these skills. You know, we don't learn these skills in our schools. We're not teaching them in our homes. We're not teaching them in the workplace. So people don't know. Yeah. And to your point, I call it the Robin Williams syndrome mm. in that you never know what's going on behind somebody's eyes. Yeah. And don't ever think that you do because the saddest person could be walking around with a big smile on their face and you may never, ever know what they're going through. So this really is about waking up, paying more attention and finding answers because the new science is proving that there really are answers out there. There's Mm. so many things that we can do. We are so powerful. We have this power in us, this superpower. And if we can ignite it, we are stronger than our mind and we have to learn these skills and people just, they don't know what it is. Anxiety is high when knowledge is low and it's just about getting the knowledge and applying it. You brought up science and you told me not to talk about science, (laughs) but we're going to talk about science now. There is no science behind happiness, really, is there? What year do you think this is? (laughs) This is 2019. Get on G-O-O-G-L-E and Google the science of happiness and there is proof everywhere. There are so many, um, so much research out there, Mm -hmm. so many amazing people doing so many studies on the science of happiness. Happiness isn't just about, again, like putting the smile on your face and walking around and saying, oh, I'm so happy. That's not what it is. There is um, a real, there is a real science to being happy. Uh, The way our brain works and our body and the way the two integrate uh, together and the harmony from our gut health to our emotional intelligence to our uh, physical self to our uh, emotional self to yeah. our relational, environmental, spiritual self. It's all of those things combined. And so there is a real science to this. Yeah. And it's big. It's a big science. Yeah. I was uh, fortunate enough to come across the uh, Alberta Family Wellness site and a certification that I went through called the Brain Story Certification, which I thought was phenomenal. And it talks about how the brain gets developed and how it becomes what we are as adults and how the frontal lobe develops and kind of our lineage and our parents and all of that sort of stuff. So it's, uh, we're starting to uncover the real understanding of men and our 
neighborhoods and our communities and that sort of stuff. So great to see. Well, I, and just to your point that we are, we're on this whole, I mean, like I say, I'm a brain geek and what we're learning about the brain is fascinating. We're still, they still say we're like 30 to 50 years of really understanding what this is, yeah. but the Alberta family wellness too. I just such a big fan of the certification have mm-hmm. done it myself. Mm-hmm. And I tell everybody that if you, if you're, if you know someone who's having a child or even if you haven't to take that course is just an eye opener about how the brain develops and your executive function and all that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after I took the course, I called my son and my first thing was like, I am so sorry. <laughs> and he goes, good. I'm glad you admit now that you yeah. messed me up. And it's like, Mom. you just didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know then, but I know now. Yeah, my wife, uh, Leela calls it mother blaming. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, so I'm going to shift gears a wee bit on you and I want to talk about technology. So the Alberta mm-hmm. family wellness online course is an example of technology. But I would also say that technology has uh, a vehicle for helping us, but it's also a technology that potentially has been hurting us. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that for a few minutes? Yeah. Well, again, I mean, I'm no technology expert, but what I know... That's why you have me. That's why why I'm friends with you, exactly. (laughs) Um, What I know uh, is we have to be more mindful. And again, it's it's the phrase, and I say this, pay attention. So technology is really powerful, right? Because it can have a huge reach and it can do a lot of wonderful things, but it can also be very damaging for us in that all humans have basic human needs. One of those needs is the need for significance. And that need can be very damaging if it is that you're trying to impress others or keep up with others. Uh, Significance, though, if you're contributing is not damaging. And social media can really play a role in people looking to feel significant. And it's just so empty and it's endless. And that can be so damaging. So really my advice when, when I coach or when I teach is that learn to use social media instead of it using you. Right. But technology is great because it has such a global reach. Like there's so many great things. I know for us here at the Collaborative, we plan to have a whole digital component to this so that if people can't come in and experience the space in person, they're going to at least be able to go online and experience it as well. But but never, never, um, never substitute it for meeting somebody face to face or that real interaction because that's again connections one of the things we're all craving and we are we're tribal we need to be with other people so if we're we're isolating ourselves because of technology it can be very dangerous for the mind yep i've been a geek pretty much my whole life but i definitely definitely think that there's so much power in the analog world mm-hmm. like a game of cards a game of ping pong a game of fun joke telling amongst friends eyeball to eyeball and I guess potentially over the internet if we have, you know, community FaceTime and that sort of stuff. But that analog world, I think, is just so meaningful. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. And again, I'm no expert in technology and technology definitely has a place yeah. uh, for sure. And it's we're, we're in changing times because of technology. And whether we like it or not, it's irrelevant. It's the way it is. So we're going to have to figure out how this is going to work and serve us and not hurt us. And we're finding out. So uh, I'm also part of a group called the Branch Out Foundation. You know, some of the stuff that we're starting to discover, like targeted magnetic stimulation, using technology to pulse the brain in certain ways so that it can stimulate or quell certain things that are going on. Uh, Sound therapy, 
like this is a marvelous new space that I've just been enlightened with in the last little while where psychology and cognitive-based therapies can be delivered with sound therapy. Yeah, it's pretty exciting to see what we can do without pharmaceuticals, for mm -hmm. example. And uh, not that all pharmaceuticals are bad, but certainly, you know, there's alternatives. I'm just going to talk a little bit about the kind of five or six elements of mental health, the way I understand it. I start with knowing your own brain, understanding who you are and trying to discover how your brain works and, and get comfortable with what it does. Are you a hyperactive person? Are you ultimately a conservative person? Just try to understand your own brain. How would you do that? To understand your own brain? Mm -hmm. Well, I probably am a little more focused on understanding the mind, which the mind is the brain in action. So they're definitely connected. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And understanding your own brain is really understanding yourself, mm -hmm. um, your programming, your subconscious self, why it is you have the thoughts in your head and the words you attach to them. Mm -hmm. Understanding, again, how our whole body impacts the health of our brain, too. You know, when I, when I teach what my book is about, everything that I do is the first step is understanding self. And nice. I'm, I don't mean just what's your favorite color, where do you like to go on holidays? I mean getting really deep. Like, why is it you're triggered by this? Why yeah. is it you're afraid of this? Why is it you always have that thought? Yeah. Why is it this holds you back? There's a reason to that, right? Why is it you are stressed out all the time or you are anxious? Again, getting to the root cause mm -hmm. of why that is. And, and again, we could be here for days to have this conversation of where it is. It is so big and like a snowflake, no two people are the same. So why you are the way you are, your mental health is the way it is and mine is, is completely different. And that's why this is such a big space. Healthcare, and I'm not here to bash healthcare, but basically healthcare is underfunded and under-resourced, understaffed to handle the growing crisis of what this is. Yeah, yeah. and it's a fix you model, not a help you stay out of trouble model. Well, because it's big. It's big. They yep. just don't have the time to sit there and, and, and spend the time to figure it out. So we have a responsibility to dig deep and figure it out for ourselves. And there's many ways to do that. The first step that I say to everyone, start reading. Nice. If you feel stuck and you're not sure, you're afraid, you're suffering, start reading. Find that person, that book, that expert yep. that is speaking to you and it wakes you up and it gives you an aha moment and it gives you that hope and that something that you're like, Oh my goodness, I now understand. That's the best place to start is education. And that's that's why we've opened okay. the space. It's cool. all about education. How important would you say nutrition, exercise, and sleep is? Oh, huge. <laughs> huge, 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 How huge. Big? Huge, uh, big, uh, big, big, really big, big, like big. 50% plus big? Well, again, I'm not an expert in that area of gut health, <laughs> but anybody that is is going to tell you, actually, they're saying that we have two brains, the one in the gut's more powerful than the one in the head. Yeah. So there's definitely a connection there. I mean, they have people getting off the strongest psychotic medications just through diet alone. Mm -hmm. Like what we eat really, really matters, what we're putting in our body. It fuels our brain. Our brain actually processes the most uh, calories out of any other yep. part of our body. Yep. So it is so important that we are, are learning what that is we need to be putting in our bodies. And again, is it... Yep hurting us or is it serving us? Next one is uh, cognitive-based therapies and the whole idea of helping us create new brain pathways 
It's called neuroplasticity. Mm -hmm. And uh, what are your thoughts on that? I get so charged up about this. And I think that's why I'm here because we are not stuck with the brains we have. Mm. And it's what's so exciting that we're learning this. We can actually reform our brains. Yep. And just by learning, learning new skills and the education and doing things differently yep. and trying new things, we really can reform our brains at any age too, at yep. any age. And it's yep. just fascinating. I, again, there's... I've There's seen, too many to mention, but we're going to we're going to bring a lot of those experts into the space to talk exactly about this. I've literally seen people go through cognitive based therapies and have it change the way their face looks. It so does. It does, right? It so does. <laughs> yeah. OK. And then the next one is emotional intelligence. And that's the whole idea of understanding the power of giving and working and empathy and knowing who you are as a person and having respect for the people that are that you're interacting with emotional intelligence as well as really about the the brain and the heart connection mm -hmm. it's like heart math it, it, yeah. google that heart math and just yeah. do some reading there again it's very good. yeah it's good stuff okay and then purpose so people's being able to find what it is that gets them excited whether that be a hobby or, you know, if they can bring their hobby together with their career, then of course you hear the comments, you never work a day in your life if you actually can stay focused on a purpose. Thoughts on purpose? Well, that's in my book. I talk about this. That's where the rubber meets <laughs> the road. Drive your happiness is yeah. finding your purpose. Yeah. But this is the sad part. The majority of the people are going to go through their life and never know what their purpose is. It could be, yeah. Community is the next one, knowing who your community is and knowing what kind of community that makes you the person that you could be. We follow the uh, treatment for addictions and often people go in and they come out and they go in, they come out and unfortunately what happens is they return to their existing communities and those communities aren't always the best place for you. Thoughts? Well, you know, just touching on addiction, the, the opposite of addiction is connection, right? Mm -hmm. And connect, community is connection, right? Mm -hmm. So um, certainly you have to be very aware, the paying attention, word again, of your environment. That's the one piece I talk about, right, is your environment. What does your environment look like? Mm -hmm. And we're the average of the five people we hang around the most. So community is very important of who you're around and and, and that can really set you up for success about being in the right community. So it's it's on my list of building your mind health. That's one of the mind health teachings is your community. Nice. Okay. And there's just two more. I'm going to lump them together. Okay. Spiritual intelligence and nature. Mm -hmm. So just our connectedness between you and I, which I know we have that. We just fist pumped for everybody <laughs> out there. <laughs> Where are we there? Well, again, we went back to that everyone's a snowflake. Um, <laughs> so what works for you might not work for me. Uh, but for me personally, when you say uh, nature, so I'm, I'm not so great at meditating and, and, and even yoga, I've tried that. Yeah. It doesn't really work for me, but sure. you put me in nature yeah. and instantly I'm just calm. I'm at peace. I feel connected. It's huge. And really there's forest bathing. Like uh, th there's so much information out there again on the power of nature. So big fan there. Absolutely big fan about the whole nature piece. I, I often tell clients, if you're feeling down, go for a walk. 
Yeah. And and walking 45 minutes like you're late is got more impact on the brain than the strongest antidepressant. Like it's just, it's, it's so powerful to just be exercising and out in nature. Yeah. And again, Google it. There's so much research out there. Uh, spirituality. Have you done any naked ice dives? <laughs> I, I, I can't say I have, <laughs> but curiosity is one of my characteristics. So, uh, um, thank yeah. you for uh, going through that series of uh, items that I think is so important, and it is in your book. So fantastic. Okay, let's switch channels a wee bit, and we're going to talk about this beautiful new initiative that you started called the Happiness Collaborative. I, uh, I was so happy to be able to be kind of on your wing here while you were getting this all going, but you are the spark plug and you made this happen. So you are uh, changing the world. The Happiness Collaborative is, uh, wow, it's just an amazing new opportunity here in Calgary. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're up to here? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it is a pilot project. It's a big vision. So I play big. I'm a big thinker yep. and I... I'm just committed every day to move this needle on mental health. I just really, really feel strongly that being really proactive is the secret sauce. Mm. I basically want to put mental health out of business. That's uh, to sum it, it up. It's a, it's a, did I tell you as a big thinker, I'm a big thinker. And so this space is my version of doing that. And it's really about uh, educating them and empowering them, giving them tools and resources so that they can stay well. And again, I could talk about this for a long time. You're going to have to grab the book. Yes, that's a little plug. It'll be coming out in 2020. I use the metaphor of driving a car to teach you a style of thinking that I call called mind health. And mind health is a proactive style of thinking that creates a very rational, flexible mm -hmm. brain. Yep. And so that we're not in the fight or flight and the survival response all the time. Yep. But this space, you know, I just, I wanted to have fun. I want to do fun. I want to have fun doing this and I want to get in the community and I want to get in front of eyeballs and, and have conversations and uh, collaborate. And look, I'm always looking to collaborate with people that are of like-minded and, and want to move the needle with me. Um, and we've, like I said, we've got products, we've got services, we've got the education hub. So everything we sell in this space, we can connect back to mind, wellness and happiness. Yep. Uh, we do corporate trainings, one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching. And then we're just going to have expert speakers that come into the space that can educate you on all different subjects that really relate to the wellness of the mind and spark this movement, get people to yeah. understand what this is and have their aha moments, their wake up moments where they realize, oh my goodness, that's so, I should do that. That's so easy. That, that helped. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what this is all about. So congratulations on this. And Thank just you. for our listeners here today. The Happiness Collaborative is in Bankers Hall. It's up on the third floor. It's in the southeast corner. It's the uh, old Henry Singer. Henry Singer space. So yeah. it's 7,000 square feet. And there's this giant, big, yellow, happy set of blocks right in the front door as you walk through. There's a beautiful seminar area over in the back where we can have 7 o'clock in the morning mind-body wellness sessions or noon hour sessions or 4 o'clock over a glass of wine and discussions around mental health. It's just a fantastic site. It's got lots of cool things in here. So we've got a little bit of indigenous art and jewelry, beautiful furniture that can make your space happy. There's bicycles here. There's golf equipment and golf carts. Soon we're going to have a Harley Davidson motorcycle here for those types. Anyway, it's just a fantastic site. And, uh, 
I'd also say, wow, 30 days, what a change. This, we should have videotaped the whole thing because it could have been a TV show in itself. So like that was a lot of energy and you pulled it together. So uh, amazing. This place used to be all brown and looked really, I don't know, oaky, if you will. And uh, I come in here a couple of times and people are standing and buffing and then she's painted it beautiful white and it just looks so fresh. People love it. So Bankers Hall is now the address for happiness in Calgary. That's a pretty exciting thing, hey? That's a very exciting thing, yes. It's And, and really the space is only going to be as our successful um, if we build community and yeah. that's what we're here to do. This space is, this space is not about Karen judge. This space is about our city and about our energy and starting somewhere, getting in here and starting. So I invite people to come by and say hello and share their ideas and thoughts and, 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 you know, build community one person at a time and we can all have a ripple effect. Um, and that's what this really is about. And it's going to evolve. I mean, already 30 days, I already in my mind go, oh, I know which direction I need to take it. And, yeah. and uh, this is an experiment, right? Like you're, an experiment. you've got it going on because that's like you've just said, I'm going to do this. For entrepreneurs that are listening, this is a place where they can come in and set up a pop-up exhibit to show off their stuff, right? They yeah. can come and talk to you about that. Yeah, we're always looking for new vendors as long as everything connects to uh, the health of the mind and to the science of happiness. We're always looking for new products to represent and, mm-hmm. and collaborators and happiness ambassadors and it could speakers. Be books, games, art, knitting, anything, right? That, it can be anything. And what about uh, people that are... Uh, coaches and or presenters or have subjects that they like to talk about. Can yep. they come here as well? Yeah, we've got a happiness ambassador program and anybody that's in that space can reach out to us and we can share more information about that. Yeah. So again, we're here to collaborate. Yeah. That's why we've called it the collaborative. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, com. But more importantly, it's in Bankers Hall. Uh, on in the evenings after six o'clock, parking's free downtown. Right? Two dollars. Six six after six o'clock, it's two dollars. It's two dollars. Two dollars. Oh my god. It's two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot better than the fifty dollars during the day. <laughs> yeah, but it's right off of the LRT as well for people to come down here. Um, do you think people and families would come here and? Visit on a Saturday? We have so many. Did I tell you Karen's a big thinker? I I, I refer to myself as you one. mentioned that. Yeah. yeah, 1-800-KAREN'S GOT AN IDEA. So every day I have a new idea and we want to include everybody in this space. It's We do from corporate trainings, but we're going to do a lot of stuff as well for youth and families and women's retreats. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the list just goes on and on. So yeah. that's why we'd want people to sign up on our newsletter because we'll be sending out all the information as we evolve. Uh, we'll keep everyone posted as to what's going on and and of course we'd love to see people come down and mm-hmm. participate it's great when is happiness hour here happiness every hour <laughs> all day long you know it's funny we, we were we're now already getting people the, the regulars coming in at lunch and saying i just needed to come by and they call us the happy store the happy store just for a little dose of happiness i'm like okay it's That's catching a good on idea hey? yes they could play a little game of ping pong over in the corner on that very little cool 
ping pong table that people could put in their kitchen. Pretty cool stuff. Did you know that actually playing ping pong is one of the best <laughs> things you can do for your neural connectors to strengthen them? Because of course, if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm -hmm. And so racket sports are one of the best things that we can do for yeah. our brain health and ping pong being the best out of those sports because it's so fast. So really, everybody should be playing ping pong. Yeah. Everyone should have a table in their office at, at home. It's good for your reactions for sure because the other day I was playing with Karen and she threw the paddle at me and man, I was, <laughs> I was able to get out of the way. <laughs> Anyhow, I just really want to say it's great to be your friend, number one. Right back at you. <laughs> I'm loving uh, this place and this initiative. Eventually, I think what we can do with this is in two years, why don't we have the world's first international symposium on happiness right here in Calgary? Bring speakers from all over the world and set this thing up and big focus on mind, body, wellness and carry your vision forward. What do you think? Well, that certainly gets my vote. So yeah, I'm all in. Yeah. I am all in. Thanks, Karen. Um, so Karen Judge, get a dose of happiness.com. Come by. You'll find Karen here most of the time. The place opens at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, we're 10 to 6, Monday to Friday, 10 to 5 on Saturday. And yes, this is my new home because I'm giving this 1,000% to make this happen. Yeah. Um, so yes, you can usually find me in here and uh, I'd love people to pop by and, and, and thank you for this opportunity. You know, any oh. chance I can just get this word out and I just care about people and I want people to know that they matter and that they have a place that's feel safe and trusting and energetic and to bring some hope and energy. I'm a native Calgarian. This is my city. And my heart is a little full because I can feel a shift in energy in this town. And I can feel the fear of a lot of people and um, mm -hmm. the uncertainty and change. And I just want to bring some education to that so that people don't have to be living in isolation and be so afraid and that they know there's answers and that they know that they're not alone. Nobody needs to feel alone. If you're feeling alone, come say hi. And that's what this is all about is the community and connection. And so, there again, thank you. Thank you. So uh, thank you very much, Karen. We're going to sign off now. So uh, great day. Great. Well, happy hour to you. Thank you. <laughs> if you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode is sponsored by Capturing Legacies, because everyone has a story, and Capturing Legacies is here to help you tell it. Visit CapturingLegacies.com for more information. The audio for this episode was professionally edited by Kate Day with KD Sound Design. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>